welcome to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast about two gay idiots talking about owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Woo, Hello, hi. everybody. Hello, listeners. This is another one of those episodes where we had a list, but then... It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel connected. So we're going to really be focusing on this episode about the end stage capitalism part yep. versus the business. Versus, or um, the queers. <laughs> <laughs> it's our favorite topic, everybody. It's the end times. Is it an existential crisis or is it the end times? I think it's both. Yep. Um, well... Because we did have a bit of news over this past week. Yeah, um, tell me about it. It's just because you suggested surreal. you suggested we talk about this, but I don't know much about mm-hmm. it. So yeah, because Kayleen has been very busy, and I Kayleen, have Kayleen been... is mid menti B. Listeners, it looks great on her. She just got a new mullet, and like I, I like her hair is so tall right now. Yeah, like, the that's the that's the queer representation we're gonna get this episode is my mullet. Yeah, it, it's, it's mulleting the gayest hair, very it's hard. The gayest oh, haircut and, I've ever and had. like one of like the people that you're working with has like a matching mullet. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. we were we were we did a, a lesbian wedding on Sunday, and we looked like quite the quite the pair. <laughs> How does it feel to live my dream? Good for her. Good for her. Well, so basically, worldwide, a lot, uh, like a hundred different climate scientists were like chaining themselves to banks in forms of uh, climate protest. And they were all arrested. And the reason, Kayleen, you probably didn't hear about it is because they did not report on it. Shocking. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. So these are like a lot of like The media ignore climate change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like different NASA climate scientists. um, There's just like these very harrowing sound bits and, and visuals of them saying that we don't understand the catastrophe that is heading towards us. And if we don't do anything to stop it, then there's going to be no coming back. Um, and so the kids on TikTok are not doing well. As as you could imagine, uh, I've been getting some like stuff on my feed. I am off of my uh, phone sabbatical and jumping right into uh, climate change existential Straight crisis. In. Um, and people are just like, how am I supposed to graduate after I just saw a scientist, a NASA scientist, chain himself to a bank, start screaming about how we don't have a future. Um, and I feel like there's this whole conversation of climate doomism versus climate realism versus climate optimism. And we're going to like dive into more of that lately. So um, that's kind of like what this episode is about. So uh, if y'all want to like dive into it, sure. But like if you're not in the mental place to do that, also like skip this one. This isn't a happy fuzzy. Uh, it's a... Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, another word to, like, an, an opposite of, like, happy fuzzy. Like, it's a scratchy bussy. Um. Dear God. <laughs> That's the best I got, listeners. They make an ointment for that. <laughs> you get 30 and you get hemorrhoids. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like hemorrhoid is one of the names that would be really good. That'd be really pretty for a child if it didn't mean what it meant. Fair enough. <laughs> hemorrhoid. Like diarrhea. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I was like, but why does it sound so pretty? <laughs> like, it sounds like a constellation. Yeah. Di- diarrhea. Diorama. Anyway, um, guys. Okay, so, um, all right. In the midst of the climate change disaster, so by the time this comes out, I think I will have launch some one-on-one sessions uh so check me out for that and then also we're deep in making the course so we did the seven week or seven day phone sabbatical so we're going to be launching a course which i'm just so excited about because it just feels like we like what like what we need you know it's it might not be what you want but it's probably what you need is to take a break from your phone so um yeah uh what's up with you kayleen Mid, like I said, mid menti B. Uh, hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, I will be much better. But I have had just a hell of a like, just a hell of a spring, and this is my last like big, wild and crazy weekend um, until probably the fall. Um, although I don't know, there might be some summer corporate things coming up that might change that. But wedding wise, this is like my last truly wild weekend. It's I've got five events this weekend, and it's going to rain, and a number of them feature outdoor components, so that's what I'm in the middle of figuring out right now. It's supposed to rain all weekend? Pretend, uh, at least part of Saturday, enough that mm-hmm. it could disrupt uh, setup or plans, and it's always a hard thing to implement a rain plan um, because people have a lot of emotional attachment to the vision that they have for their wedding day. Uh, and coming in and having to be the person to tell them that they have to let that go and make some substantial changes at the last minute is, like, a delicate thing. Yeah, bearer um, of bad news. It's, yeah, especially at an already, like, wedding planning is stressful, even if you have a planner. Um, there's a lot of, like, a lot of energies at play and a lot of a lot of people involved, and so it's just, it's not easy, and I'm dealing with that for... Uh, not just one couple, but multiple, at least four. Can I give you a piece of advice? What? Have you thought of embodying the energy of magical Mr. Mistopheles? <laughs> oh, well, there never was there ever. Yeah. So that'll clever. be me. That'll be me on Sunday when all this is behind me. Yeah, after gay, gay Easter is Sunday or gay, gay Easter, Easter is Saturday? Gay Easter is Sunday. So I'll just be, I'll be parading down the streets, uh, embodying my best Mr. Mistopheles. I'll be wearing cat ears instead of bunny ears. It'll be great. Hello, I'm a clever cat. Hello, I'm a clever cat. Isn't, that isn't a solution this clever cat yeah, can solve. Yeah, uh, hopefully I can find <laughs> someone to just pour alcohol into my open mouth. Because <laughs> that's it about where I am. Obliterate yeah, me, I daddy. Just... Um, <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, I'm just, it's a lot, and I don't know what it is. One of my, so Vera, our friend of the pod, Vera, uh, posted today about how this, like, um, Pisces-Neptune thing uh, everyone thought was going to be super dreamy, but it seems to just have everybody really anxious and irritated, so. I didn't have a good time with it. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like there were, it it triggered a lot of existential crises. Yeah, a lot Um, of people, a lot of people thought that, yeah, a lot of people had 
very uh, anxieties and and irritation levels are very high. Anytime anybody is like, this is a great day for manifesting, like cap, cap. Sorry, that's cap. I'm going to bed. And I think also um, from what like my experience of like working with an astrologer, I think a lot of it depends on your personal chart Um, because like your Neptune, for example, could be squaring a bunch of like Mars and Saturn and a bunch of stuff. So like the Neptune Jupiter conjunction isn't that benefic for you. And also like I live on my Neptune line and my Neptune, my Pisces is 12th house. So I'm just like, that's enough slices, you know, like I don't need more, um, I don't need a leveling up in the spiritual sphere. If anything, I am trying to like ground. I am drinking electrolytes and hanging out with my friend's baby because I need to feel human. Right. Um, I don't need to like. Yeah. I don't need any more of that. I need to feel dreamy, actually. I'm dreamy enough, okay? Uh, it's a little much. Yeah, it's a little extra. For me, it manifested in a lot of people around me um, dropping the ball and fucking up and m- me having to fix it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're getting dreamy and ethereal and floating off this planet, think about who's who has to stay behind and clean up your mess. As a Saturn ruled chart, I think Saturn gets shit on, but like, sorry, do you want food? Do you want shelter? You know, um, I think we like to be like, oh, Neptune, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But I, you know, the older I get, I really do respect the, like the earth grounding more uh, forces of life. Yes, tactile, yeah. Um, okay, shall we go into tarot time? Let's. All right, this is going to be a tarot time for Taurus season, the start of Taurus season. Hopefully, this means a little bit of rest and uh, hermitude for us all. Uh, Honestly, Taurus gets slept on. I feel like it's such a such a. I hope everybody sign. gets to just like lay in bed and eat a nice charcuterie board. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Get stoned I do think and get a I massage. Do. Get some fucking head. It's Taurus season. Oh yeah. I mean, listen. So we talk about incentivizing self care last week. I like I said, this weekend is about to be bonkers. Monday between Monday and Tuesday, I have a massage, a pedicure. And a facial and like a brow treatment. Go best friend. Go best friend. Go best friend. Go best friend. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm making a man buy me lunch. So go best friend. Go best friend. Go best friend. (laughs) All right. So let's kick off tourist season. What do we need? Ooh, that one just fell out. I feel like it's a good one. Page of Swords. I think that's a good that's one. A good so- that's a good one. So pages, as always, re- uh, represent uh, being a novice or a beginner or starting out on something new. Um, for this, the the swords, of course, um, represent uh, air. Uh, they inter- in, uh, represent action. And for me, this is kind of like a good, a good reminder to... Uh, 
pause, like take the time to prepare yourself for actions that you're going to take. So this card indicates, like it shows this little this little knight who's just beginning, like a little like an almost like an, a knight's attendant, and taking the time to like polish its sword and take care of its uh, armor and um, make sure that all of the components that it needs to move forward are being well taken care of so that they can use them to their best efficiency once they like begin their journey so this is a good time i think to like take stock um of like where the wind is blowing take a shot everybody she said take stock take stock take inventory (laughs) get drunk uh where the wind of like what you need when the wind starts blowing you in a new direction Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Attend your sails. Attend. Yes. Uh, Have you, uh, do you have any associations with the Page of Swords? Uh, I feel like Page of Swords for me usually means um, a, an abrupt figure, like another person, like coming into my life. Is it usually, usually an air sign? I don't know if I know it enough to like distinguish but i feel like it's kind of like a brief encounter mm. of like it's to me i think of it like as like what quick, kind of impact quick do those moving encounter like, are like positive encounters neutral negative across the board just like maybe someone who comes in yeah i feel well i feel like a lot of times the page of swords um the way i see it is it's like an unex it's kind of like a surprise it's like an unexpected person like maybe you run into them yeah, somewhere someone who comes or, through and maybe shifts your trajectory a little bit and then doesn't really it doesn't really exactly, stick around like hmm. exactly they're just kind of like here and they kind of like maybe like tickle your brain a little bit and then they're just like okay ale yeah. um that's cool. that so i like the page of swords a lot i think it's a very yeah fun card. so um, um yeah be aware of the of the figure of the players in your life and maybe someone can shake things up for you a little bit yeah beautiful okay so now on to the main dish set the table we are serving the main dish This one is going to be quiet, you know. We'll just, I just want to say, Kayleen, let's not, it, I don't think we need to draw this out. Like, if this doesn't end up being an hour episode, that's yeah. fine. Like, let's just say our piece and say where this goes, because I feel like we could go a lot of places here, or not that many places. Right. But I think, um, I think we're getting to the time. We've been to the time, but I think we're getting to a place, especially with like social media and just kind of like these bigger activations and um, activist stand-ups and stuff like that because COVID, we're like allowed to protest again, you know? Um, We're seeing like the Extinction Rebellion, their actions that they're doing. And I mean, yeah, the IPCC just came out with their new... um, report and I kind of want to talk about like the nuance of what that means and then I want to start off by saying that um, I have been a I've been watching climate change happen since I was probably like 15 or 16 years old so I'm 31 so I mean uh, for like 16 years I've been kind of just like oh 
this is not good. So um, I've just reading books and kind of like following that. So that chose, I chose to go into urban planning because I was interested in that and designing cities that would work for the new world um, to like work in conjunction with climate change. But uh, when I went to school for urban planning, um, they were just kind of like, yeah, we're kind of fucked. Like, they're like, I don't know they're, if we can um, uh, plan our way out of this one, guys. <laughs> well, they said that we could have, but we would have needed to do so in the yeah, 50s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that ship and, has and just, sailed, like, where the funding. Friends. Yeah, so um, it was just, like, a very bleak realization to be paying, like, thousands of dollars to learn and to want to impact a system and then realize that um, what needs to be done to kind of maintain the status quo of what we are experiencing and the quality of life that we experience in the Western world, um, we have to, like, we have to shift we have to shift our bottom line uh into how we consume things and how we experience things and what our day-to-day looks like in pretty much every single essence of being but i would say that that essence of being that is has a low carbon footprint and i i just want to also throw out that i do not think individuals uh, personal choices really matter. Seventy percent is from oil companies. Um, yeah, you're, we're not gonna we're not gonna recycle our way out of this one. Nor are we gonna. Uh-huh. You know, it, it really doesn't matter how many like compostable cups you buy, or like it, it doesn't. There's there's no like. Yeah, um, I actually had I but, in relation to business. I actually had like. A, a con I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod but I like had a conflict with my business partner about our philosophies on climate change um mm-hmm. in one of our big conversations about uh about uh whether or not to scale to a shipping model because we've been pretty much like uh in person or like delivery um one of her concerns was the carbon footprint of of shipping and what that means and the waste involved in shipping and our mm-hmm. products are we use glass jars that are reusable like we try to like uh, make sure that our ingredients are like fair trade and organic and like having quality uh, ingredients and having you know reusable things to as a part of our uh, like containers is a big part of how we uh, operate but I kind of had to just tell her, I'm like, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think our carbon footprint matters at all. Like, I, I think we are mm-hmm. hurtling towards an apocalypse and us making our business smaller is not going to help anyone mm-hmm. and it's not going to save the mm-hmm. planet um, if we decide not mm-hmm. to ship our products across the country. Um, until Amazon does something about that, I don't really think it should be our responsibility to fix the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I yeah, um, and I, I think understand that we're kind a of lot like... of people hold their like identities um, around a renewable, green, eco-conscious 
I mean, it's giving 2010. Yeah, it's dated. Right? It's frankly dated. It's, and to me, it comes giving, across... Get an LED it, light bulb. It like. comes across as pretty naive to me at this point. And I understand, like, uh-huh. also that sometimes, you know, it's either that or giving into the darkness. And some people just can't yet. But I'm yeah. there, you know? I don't really think that... I just don't... I don't think that there's really any way out of this. Um... And I think, because I feel like you hear um, a lot of times when people talk about the climate crisis, uh, like, for example, I went to a church and one of the reasons I really resonated with the church is because the pastor at the end of every service would pray about the ongoing climate crisis. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I know um, some of my friends that go to like different Buddhist temples, they will have specific workshops of like climate collapse. And those are the words that they're using because those are the words they can use when it's not being lobbied, you know? Um, And so when people say things like, don't fear monger and, and what are, your like climate doomism i wonder what those words really mean um i i don't i don't know and i think it's it's one of the things that it means a lot of different things to people like to me with like my urban planning background and like for you as somebody who's lived through like climate disasters like you see that mutual aid is such an important network that needs to be made and like you <laughs> It's not climate doomism to be like, okay, well, like, where the fuck am I going to get water and um, where am I going to get How food? How am I going to be prepared? That's And, like, it, this, is, that's this is the thing is that, like, what's happening in New Orleans is going to be happening everywhere else. It's just hitting us first. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing mm-hmm. special or doomed or cursed or whatever about this city that isn't also true of any other city in the world we are mm-hmm. we are just we are your preview so you look at you mm-hmm. you look at new orleans and you're looking into your future and that's it and i think a lot of people like to think that it's like these one-offs oh, yeah. and I it's mean, just like people oh. that's human nature people like to think that their choices protect mm-hmm. them Mm. I made the right choice yeah. to live in X, Y, and Z and to take this career and blah, blah. And, and so I've made the right choices. And so my life is protected. And we are, as we all know, we are one natural disaster, two missed paychecks, you know, uh, away from, from absolute, mm-hmm. the, our, the rugs being completely pulled out from under us and our lives going upside down. The, for the for the majority mm-hmm. of people on this planet and in this country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think kind of like separating the morality is always quite yeah. the discussion, yeah. right? Because yeah, a lot of people think that uh, their dedication to the environment makes them good, but uh, it it really doesn't fucking matter if there's like oil drills in the Gulf, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like slaves made your phone, yeah. you know, like whoever made your phone doesn't have rights. So like, I don't know, is that collapsing yeah. morally worse than what it takes for me to be on my Mac right. computer right now? 
I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. and and I feel like the phrase no ethical consumption under capitalism has just been repeated to the point where it is meaningless. Mm -hmm. You know, not, I don't think that means, Mm -hmm. like, that you should just throw out all your ethics, like, with the backwater, but you also have to understand that that looks wildly different to every person and every circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, um having this I don't know it's it's almost kind of like Santa Claus isn't yeah. real the, and this is the thing is we've got to like, like stop judging each other so harshly and start like figuring out how we're going to face this shit together because the politicians mm-hmm. and the corporations and the billionaires are not don't give a shit about us or our lives it's going to be your neighbors and you know it's going to be your neighbors. Most upper, most upper class people are much closer to being in poverty than they are to being billionaires. So um, mm-hmm. one, we've got to fucking break this class divide. Yeah. And what does it matter when there's no U.S. currency? Yeah. Like you can't eat yeah, oil. When our, like, yeah. You when, can't, our, when everything. Can't eat. I was going to say you can't eat plastic, but bitch, they just found microplastic in lungs. <laughs> bitch. That microplastic <laughs> is delicious. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Pure one imports, yeah, baby. Fill, me, fill my body with microplastics and send me to this. Send me out to sea. Shoot me yeah. in a cannon. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so I think we have this whole piece of it of, like, and I think we are in turn having, like, this consciousness reckoning reconciliation of like okay um and i know i'm like personally going through this paradox of like is this a big deal or is this not a big deal i have no fucking idea like because if you think that it's like a big deal then it's just like kind of like an anxiety spiral right you're just like oh shit what the fuck but then if it's not a big deal you're a nihilist asshole and and i think that's like where the whole idea Uh, of neutralizing emotions comes in. But I wonder, Kayleen, what is the difference between being neutral and being numb? That's, yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge battle. I feel like I battle numbness Mm -hmm. around environmental disaster all the time. Like, there was Mm -hmm. not this past hurricane, but the hurricane before, Hurricane Zeta, that hit at the very end of a hurricane season where we were in we were but that season we were in the cone of like like possibility uncertainty uncertainty, like seven or eight times over the course of one summer and the year and the week before we got hit with that current hurricane a friend of mine was brutally murdered and I, mm-hmm. I, so that warning came around and I was like, I don't know if I can prepare for this. I said, I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if the survival instincts are going to kick in, fam. And so it's really hard mm-hmm. to like, um, to balance, yeah, to not become numb to this. And, but it's also really hard to like, how do we continue to like, find hope when it all when it does all look like doom and gloom and i think the only answer is in community is in in Mm -hmm. each other 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's finding uh, creating a network of people and of your neighbors and your friends and your immediate community who know where you live and they know your name and and they know how to get a hold of you and they know where to look for you and they know what to look out for they know your pets they know like they have a key mm-hmm. to, a key to your house they these are pe- like it's really important that you have that network in and around you um, so that if you can't pull it together then they can. And I was really lucky that I had and someone I think, who, who was looking yeah. out for me at that point, who kind of like yeah. stayed with me the whole time. Because I don't know that I necessarily mm-hmm. would have like been able to handle it alone by myself mm-hmm. in a way that I was a and year I later. Think, you know, it's not a fixed point. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, now your your block is filling up with That's friends. True. So, um, well, I think it's also something so important. Um, that I don't know if you're going to hear a lot of podcasters say this or a lot of um, people with an online presence. The physicality of your community is so yeah. important. Like, please, like dear just God, seeing say people. hi to your neighbors and learn their names and get their mm-hmm. phone numbers. I know mm-hmm. that it's like antithetical to like most urban and American ideologies. But like, mm-hmm. please, where please, has that gotten us? Where the fuck has please, that gotten us? Like, you know, overcome that like feeling of awkwardness and just do it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, even yes, I. Uh, so I'm in a situation um, where they're about to like they're selling my building. So I. <laughs> It can be strategic too, yeah. listeners. So I don't want to. Le- I don't want to leave my neighborhood. So I'm getting to know my neighbors, and I'm seeing what other houses are available. Um, like, who do they rent from? What other houses? Like yesterday, I um, went on a. I walked a dog with one of my neighbors, and he was showing me like all the different properties that his landlord has. Just stuff like that. Like that's a phone number that I can have. That it, I know I want to stay here. How can I? How can I do that? And then also, I think it's also something about um, living in hurricane territory where it's just like, okay, well, I might need to bunker down with y'all for hurricane yeah. season, um, you know, if like a storm comes. So yeah, I'm going to get to know my neighbors. You might and need, you might need also, somebody to come clean out your fridge if you evacuate. Like, mm-hmm. I got so mad when, the, and, when I saw people come back to my block. Uh, after the power outage and like put and have to like empty out their fridges outside and then put their refrigerator like on the curb because they didn't they didn't give mm-hmm. a key to a neighbor and they didn't have anybody that could have come and helped them and that well jokes on me I ha- you have to have food in your refrigerator to hey. take it out uh, you're and prepared that's, and that's on self care Anna is an <laughs> island unto herself <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I do like so I'm I, I'm definitely like a mooch. I'll go over to my friend's house, be like, "Yo, you got any food? Um, <laughs> you got a cup of sugar?" I know this about myself. Yeah, community is so important, guys, because somebody's got to feed this lady. <laughs> um, but I think there's also a lot of uh, we kind of get in these bubbles of 
hanging out with people with the same ideology, the same background, the same personality, the same sense of humor. And so I feel like we formed these enclaves online and then sometimes we can end up in this echo chamber. But it's really beautiful to be friends with your neighbors and kind of like categorize them as like, oh, that's my neighbor. He's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, like I, I. He's kind of um, crazy, but he gets my packages when they're stand when they're sitting on my mm-hmm. porch and make sure, and when he knows I'm not home. Like, yeah, yeah, and just kind of like learning about different people that have pretty different lives than you. Like, I live. And I feel like my neighborhood is probably about like half retired people and like half people like my age. Um, there's not like a ton of kids here or families, um, but it's really interesting to talk to the people that have retired and like kind of talk. Why not? Like I'm, and I feel like this is something I am getting over in Florida. Like when I first came here, I was pissed off at the old people. Oh, I was I just remember. like, "Fuck you! You killed our climate!" Blah blah blah. But now I feel like the salt water is kind of sinking in and I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't, they're like, because that bitterness is only hurting me. And they're then at the end of the day- They're before they can face the consequences of their actions. So whatever, uh, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. The people, the olds here live for a very hey, long time. You're the one, you're the one, yeah, you're the like, one who said it. As soon as they see the writing on the wall, euthanasia's come, become illegal. Oh God, that'll be the day. Those little pods look uncomfy um but and then even in the fact of like leveraging in your community like yeah maybe they like there's a housing crisis like what if you like for me like I know I have a ton of friends moving here not a ton but like two that's more than zero you know and like what if you talk to these people that are like Ha, like they like have two houses and you're just like hey what do you think about like renting to one of my friends or something like that like this is how you combat like the Airbnb crisis because you can like give these people options and then you are face to face and you're like hey I'm a person and like I'm a solid person I'm your neighbor and then you can kind of like mold the economy in that way and I think that one of the reasons, I know one of the reasons why we've gotten into so much of this decadence and why the climate crisis has just exponentially increased is because we all lost our personalities and our humanity behind a screen. And we very quickly became numbers and not people. And it was just, re- it was a lot easier to be like, I don't give a shit about my community. This is like behind a screen. This just all like ones and zeros. But I think the sooner, and this is just fucking survival, y'all. <laughs> like, uh, play, let the cards fall as they might, but like, face to face is always gonna be the way that you're gonna like, you're gonna need to leverage things, especially as like the grid gets sketchier, as crime gets sketchier, uh, as the climate disasters get sketchier. Like, your ability to communicate with people in person and advocate for yourself and advocate for your loved ones, that's what's going to, like, that's going to be the currency. Yep. All right. Anything else, Kayleen? Nope. We're just, all right, hurtling towards disaster, but all we have is each other. Hugs. Hugs Hugs and kisses. Hugs, everybody. 
Um, so I'm actually going to need to like look up the author on this okay. one. Um, but I am excited for this book, and I think it really goes uh, hand in hand with the climate change conversation. It's a book called Bullshit Jobs by dun, da, 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 David Graeber. Hey, David. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Graeber, I think that's how you say it. So, I think David is an economist. Um, I'm not 100% on this. This was recommended to me by a friend who was an economist and um, based, okay, oh, interesting. An American anthropologist and anarchist activist. Love that. Um, so this isn't quite like a business, a bro business book. This is like a anti-bro business book. But the premise, but this this book has gained a lot of um, recognition and notoriety in pretty much any sort of community because this is like it says the inside on the outside, and that's that 80% of the jobs are not helping the economy or not helping the community. They are actually (laughs) helping destroy the community. Cool. And 20% of those jobs are actually the essential ones, and those are like in healthcare and like food. Um, But it goes into all of these different roles, like marketing, consulting, and all of this stuff that just doesn't, even legal, a lot of legal stuff. Um, I think it even goes into um, like abolishing prisons because you would have healthcare for that. Um, it's just like a very radical conversation to have that like, no, actually, like we're not working to make anything better. We're actually working yeah, to make it we're working worse. to work and because the more people who work, the more people who are tired, the more people who are not paying attention. And that's, mm-hmm. if you're tired and not paying attention and struggling, there's a lot of shit you're willing to just ignore or put up with to maintain the status quo. So you gotta get him a job. Gotta get, I feel gotta like get I, him a job. Well, I feel like that ideology worked, but then with the internet and having all of these, like, internet-based jobs like in the labor sense I think it makes sense when we didn't have that but now we're experiencing right this like great resignation um this great I don't know what else they're calling it but oh what was my friend um my friend was telling me about this we had the great resignation and now we're in the now what yeah I mean (laughs) it's like oh now what? Do I just take out a loan? Do I cash out my any savings oh, I yeah, have? I mean, do I go travel? Some because of my, I don't know. Like what, some of my friends just be, like, uh, had to move because they got priced out. They they got served with a thirty day notice to vacate their premises mm-hmm. so that their landlord could raise their rent and rent it to somebody else. Um, and they yeah. had to move, and they don't have a car, so they just quit their jobs. And they're like, "We'll figure it out." Like. <laughs> Because they can't get to their jobs because they had to move someplace yeah. six miles away. No. Mm. Oh, yeah. they did stay in the city? Yeah. Or Okay, cool. Well, and I think it's also like this idea of 
this uncertainty that we have um, of what the future is actually going to be looking like, where we're just like, I think these are the good old days. I think we're living in the good old days, and Those I think there's something were kind of the beautiful. days, my friend. <laughs> we thought they'd never end. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywho, I I would say take your retirement um, and uh, make some risky decisions with money, and just do yeah. what you got to do to get through it, man. And uh, fraud the see uh, fraud the government. Let the fall where they may. Do what you got to do. Please. They've been frauding that's your you. Ta- that's, so, bitch, do you think you're getting social to, security? That's you what we have to say healthcare? for tax season. Like, what that's do you what we have to have? say for tax season, y'all. Yeah, it's just like, best I can do is bombs. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. I think uh, it, it's an interesting time. And I think where there, I find solace in it that we're all kind of dealing with this together um i feel like there is solidarity in that because it's like when you go through a tragedy by yourself it can be very harrowing um i you know when everybody else seems fine and you're just like how the fuck can life go on i feel like i have been scooped out Mm -hmm. with an ice cream scoop but um i think it's really beautiful in a really strange way that this is this is what brings us together and this is what uh, causes us to know our neighbors and our communities. I feel like we, you know what, folks, we did not make it that far. We didn't even make it a hundred fucking years of trying to isolate ourselves, you know? We like, we, we got cars in the 50s and we didn't, we're not even, bitch, we're not even gonna make it a hundred years after that. And I think that's a huge, I don't even wanna say, it seems like a funny cosmic lesson that like you were supposed to stay together and like the second you stopped, you ruined the fucking yeah. world, you idiots. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our show. Find me at the dot fake guru on TikTok and the fake dot guru on Instagram. Um, I'm having some offerings, uh, some changes to work with me, and my phone sabbatical course should be out Woo. when this comes out. And yeah, you can find me away, at Kaylee. Swamp Witch with four eyes. You can watch my Menti B progress in real time. Um, a candle. She candles so unincorporated. Um, we're gonna be doing once my wedding schedule lightens up. We're gonna do another. We're gonna be doing another drop probably in May or June. And um, you can find the podcast at entrepequeers.com or entrepequeers.podcast on Instagram. You should sign up for our Time Benders sessions. Every Tuesday, we do Mm -hmm. Pomodoro-style work sessions on Zoom with some very fun dance breaks. And it is a very good way to just knock your to-do list out in like two hours. I get so much much focus work done when we do that. Um, You can and if, if you don't, mm-hmm. you can keep your camera off. We usually mute ourselves. It's just like more of an accountability tool to like keep you focused and on task. So you can find more info on we that on our it. website. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a gay day. Bye.